Well, we have our lights off today because we thought to myself, the sun's so bright out, I think we'll try it without the lights. Maybe a little cooler in here. Um, I hope uh, I, I came across an interpretation of this passage from the gospel recently that, if, is, to me personally, is of great interest. Uh, and I hope it's of some. I hope it's edifying and interesting to you. I'll just share it with you. So I'm going to take a risk here. Some some things are, are going to be highly interesting to me that are not appropriate to be uh, talking about from the pulpit. Um, maybe because they're not super relevant to my audience or whatnot. But I, I hope you can find some relevance to this. Um, so Jesus. So Peter says we've given up everything, and Jesus says uh, there isn't anybody who's given up these X Y A B C things. Okay. Family, property, basically. Uh, who will not receive the same now in this age along with persecutions and then eternal life in the age to come. And uh, I had always interpreted the passage as meaning um, if, like, the apostles were very radical, they left. Uh, there, some of them even were married. I mean, this is how radical they were. Some of them were had wives and children. And, of course, with the consent of, the, of their wives, they really just kind of, boom, they, they headed out and they left domestic life behind. And their kids would have been taken care of by uh, the wife and by, at that time, of course, the extended families were very, very tight. So there would have been a, you know, a network of people to take care of the kids. It wasn't like the the married apostles were just, you know, abandoning their kids to, to fate or whatever. But along with the, with the consent of their wives, the apostles who were married, they left off everything. I mean, everything it was really, really radical. They left off their kids uh, and their household, their land. I mean, it was very, very extreme. Um, and then, of course, throughout the course of the ages of the church, you all, always have people who will have given up everything. Basically, that's what we, what we refer to as a religious life. Now, I always interpreted this as Christ essentially saying, okay, those who do this, who are really radical and leave all this stuff behind, they're going to uh, get all of that stuff back ten hundredfold in the sense that, for example, in religious life, you join a religious order, well, you've got all of these brothers now, okay, or all of these sisters or mothers. You have these, you have a spiritual family, okay? And uh, even though you've given up your personal property, in as much as you're connected with this worldwide network of spiritual brothers and sisters, they have property in a certain sense, so all their property now is your property. So you get you get all of this kind of back, all right? It's kind of a, a surprising twist on, on uh, this whole idea of renunciation. So that's kind of how I interpret it, and I think that that's a valid interpretation. But just recently I read uh, an interpretation from St. Jerome, who's an ancient, important commentator in the Bible, and he said that actually the payback is a spiritual payback that's equivalent to those things. So that's a, that's a different way of looking at it. And the payback is spiritual comfort, consolation, spiritual contentment, and joy and peace of conscience. And the value of those spiritual things is a hundred times more than any of those natural things that you gave up. I thought to myself, oh, maybe that's really what that what Christ is talking about. So I just kind of leave those two interpretations with you today. Um, this weekend we're going to have an ordination uh, of one one priest. Um, it'll be a deacon Jeff Chichester, who will be Father Jeff Chichester in, in a week or so. And of course, 
as it is with him, so with me, so with all the priests in the diocese. We're, we're secular priests. We're not religious priests. It's kind of, it's a really kind of a different thing. We have private property. That's the big difference. So this kind of radical renunciation of property that Jesus is speaking about here, uh, doesn't, it does, it's not immediately applicable actually to myself or someone like, uh, Father Jeff, but there is a certain kind of renunciation that you, that you undergo as a diocesan priest, even though it's not as extreme or radical as a religious priest. Uh, especially, by the way, a family. You know, the idea is that the priest belongs to, to you, to the parish, and that the, the parish is his family now. Um, you know, nonetheless, though, I think even with the diocesan priest, this passage is applicable. And I think that a lot of priests, if they leave the priesthood, it's because they really lose sight of actually the, this kind of spiritual consolation, comfort, and joy and peace of conscience that they've traded off. They lose sight of that, unfortunately. Their hearts somehow become closed to that and they become fo- they focus on what they don't have. Okay? And they forget about what they do have. And they get discontent and they, they leave the priesthood. So, as it is with the case of these, you know, diocesan priests who leave the priesthood, I think it's applicable to all of us. We can focus on what we, what we don't have. Um, what we're lacking instead of what God has given to us. And this passage, I think, is applicable to an extent to all of us. We all have to learn to let go and to become detached from material things to a certain extent. But we get back so much more. We get back so much more by way of spiritual comfort and consolation and joy of conscience, peace of conscience. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think it's it's true just as much for the laity, well, almost as much for the laity as, as it would be for the clergy and especially for religious, just to a, to a lesser extent. But it, it holds true, though, for all of us. So let's today pray for uh, Deacon Jeff uh, that he really keeps his eyes open to what he gets in return for what he's given up. Let's pray for all our priests in our diocese, and let's pray for each other, too, so that we focus on the spiritual joys and consolation and peace of conscience, which is irreplaceable, that we have in Christ, um, and not focus on the things that possibly we feel like we've had to give up.